Welcome to your Sunday Reader. Today we'll be discussing the readings for Gaudete Sunday 2010. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in prison of the words of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As they were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in fine clothing? Those who wear fine clothing are in royal palaces. Then why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there is none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Hello and welcome to your Sunday Reader. I'm Father Brian and I'm here with Dawn. Hello, everyone. And we're going to gaudete. We are gaudeting it up. Gaudeting it up this week. Um, <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> no, 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 it isn't. <laughs> you just heard there. Uh, we call this Sunday Gaudete Sunday. Um, it comes actually, Don, I don't know, do you know where it comes from, where we get that name, Gaudete Sunday? Or Well, I believe the word has something to do with rejoicing or something like that. It does. At the beginning of Mass, there's something called an introit. Usually most Masses in the U.S. don't tend to use it. We tend to use an opening hymn. But you have the option right. of doing something called the introit, which is uh, a phrase that's usually said before Mass if you're not going to use a, an opening hymn. And the introit for this Sunday is Gaudete in Domino Semper, which means rejoice in the Lord always. Gaudete means rejoice, like you said. So we call it Gaudete Sunday. It's from the first words of that um, of that introit, Gaudete in Domino Semper. And it doesn't mean like Domino's Pizza. It's, uh, it's rejoice in the Lord, not Domino's Pizza always, although we can rejoice oh, in that Oh, I see, too. yes. Well, I was just going to point out, more importantly, it's the Pink Candle Sunday. That's how I've always referred to it. Well, it's, it's Rose, Dawn. You know, real men wear well, Rose. Well, I know, but when you're little rose. and you look up there, yes, it's the Pink Candle Sunday. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. I always tell I always tell my congregation that I'm wearing rose. Real men wear rose. So, um, <laughs> no, but it is meant yes. to. It's that lightening of the purple. It's showing the light starting to come through. If you think about that, if you lighten purple, it starts to become that rose color. Um, oh, that's true. And so you can kind of see the mixing of the the white of Christmas with the purple of Advent, giving us this rose color as we wait for the coming of our Savior. And of course, this waiting is something that we hear about in our gospel today. We hear right. the people, the disciples of John the Baptist who have been waiting and they come to Jesus and they say, are you the one we've been waiting for? Are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? And Don, one of the things we were talking before the podcast that I found interesting in this is Jesus's response to that. 
and he doesn't say yes or no. Um, so often that would be nice if Jesus would. A lot of times when we have these <laughs> questions, know. you've noticed this in your spiritual life too. Yeah. Huh? When, you, when, you, when you have these questions, God, is this what you want me to do or not? And you get these esoteric kind of answers. You know, well, go tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. The poor have the good news proclaimed to them. You know, he doesn't give these straight, yep, that's me. You know, go tell John. <laughs> I said, yep. And he, nor does he say, nope, it's not me. But what he says is, well, look, you know, use your own eyes. And what do you see? And what do you see going around this situation? And as I thought about that, I thought, you know, a lot of times in our own life, that's the way Jesus responds to us. We have all these questions. Uh, sometimes they can be big questions like, you know, God, what do you want me to do with my life? Um, is this what am I doing, what you want me to be doing? And unfortunately, we don't get notes from God saying, no, you know, what I'd really like you to do is quit your job and go work here instead. Or, um, no, I think what you're doing is great. Keep up the good work. We, right. a lot of times, are left with the same response, same answer that the disciples have, where the answer is, look around you and see what's going on and make that decision, make that judgment for yourself. Um, Don, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about, you had kind of an experience like that. At, uh, you were working for a company and now in a more corporate environment and now you're mm -hmm. doing youth ministry. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, that's right. Now you're, no, now um, you're, now you're hey. gout haying because you're not. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, that's exactly true. When I um, first started working, looking for a job, I worked at a, a like a regular business in, a, in the business world. And, and after about six years, I was just so unhappy, but, you know, not knowing what else to do. And I would pray every Sunday night, I'd be in tears, I'm like, God, please get me out of here. Why are you keeping me here? You know, all of those things and never hearing any answer. And then finally, I realized, you know, sometimes you have to trust that that's the next step will be provided for you when you take that. So mm -hmm. I decided that I needed to, after much more prayer, I, um, ended my job there. And within like three weeks, I was sitting in church. I just, I was a regular parishioner and somebody gave a homily about, we need people to work at the soup kitchen. And, um, somebody were looking for someone to fill in for the youth minister for two, two weeks while she has a baby. And it's and been thought, a long two well, weeks. I, can... <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I said, well, I could do that. I mean, I have a lot to offer these kids is what I thought. <laughs> And uh, now it's 10 years later, and they have taught me a lot more than I could ever share with them. And so, and it feels right. Now, there, don't get me wrong, there are days that I wake up and think, oh, I don't want to go to work. But whenever, everybody's got those days. But it's just, I am rejoicing. I'm godotting all over the place. Right. Well, <laughs> like you were saying, in, in the one place, the blind were remaining blind, the lame weren't walking, and now you're in a place where you begin to see every now and exactly. then the blind do regain their sight and the lame walk. Right. And the, and that's, you know, my story is kind of a similar thing. I, I could talk about that, where I was working in a corporate field as well, working in IT, computers and things, and you know, was making really good money doing that. And I wasn't happy. That was the one thing. There was no joy in my life. And so I quit and I did a volunteer year where I worked at a soup kitchen in Brooklyn kind of to see 
and to spend that year saying, you know, God, where are you calling me to? And I was discerning whether I was being called to priesthood or not during that year and things. But what I realized is once I moved out of the corporate world and I had relatively nothing, so to speak, um, all of a sudden I was happier. Um, mm. It was. I saw, you know, the blind regaining their sight, the lame walking. And it just for me was an affirmation that this is the path I'm supposed to be taking right. as opposed to the other path. And it's not saying it is for everybody. I mean, other people exactly, might be called right. to that corporate world. You know, you and I you know, both have discerned that wasn't our calling. It's not to say that every, we're asking everybody here to quit their jobs because we need, <laughs> money, we need money in the collection <laughs> basket. But, um, but it is that sense of saying, you know, am I seeing life around me? Am I seeing these things around me? And if so, that's a sign that Jesus is present there. And if I'm not, if all I'm seeing is death and destruction, you know, maybe it's a sign that I need to move somewhere. God has asked me to seek another, so to speak. Um, one of the other things that's also interesting in these uh, questions that get asked is when Jesus speaks to the crowds and asks them, "Why did you? what did you go out in the desert to see? You know, and in, in when you went to visit John the Baptist, you know, certainly it wasn't royalty. It wasn't, he said, you know, that you'd find in a palace somewhere. You know, I just came from Disney World last week where <laughs> I was with my goddaughter who's four, her twin sister and her, their older sister who's six and their parents and things. And we saw all kinds of royalty. We saw Princess Ariel, my girlfriend. We saw, um, you know, Princess Jasmine, Aurora, um, Cinderella, all this royalty around us. And uh, and we knew that that's where you go to see royalty is at Disney World or, right. you know, or England, you know. But um, what was being asked here is you went into the desert for a reason. What did you expect to see? Same thing when we come to Jesus, you know, when we're, we're waiting for this whole season of Advent is one of, you know, we're waiting. But the question that we need to ask ourselves is, who is it that we're waiting for? What is it that we're expecting to see? And if we're expecting to see a prophet, you know, well, then don't expect the prophet to be like the king. Don't expect the king to come if you're expecting a prophet, mm -hmm. if that's who you're looking for. You know, you go into the desert to see a prophet, then expect that the prophet's going to look different from the king or royalty. That was, uh, you know, for us, it's a little easier because Jesus has come and we already understand that. But the Jewish people who are seeking a prophet and a messiah we're kind of equating the Messiah with the king. And so Jesus has to kind of break down some of that stereotype, um, saying, you know, don't expect the Messiah necessarily to be one dressed in fine clothing, especially if you're, you're smart enough to go in the desert to look for him where there's a prophet, you know, as opposed to going for him and looking for him in the palace, then you should know that you're not going to find somebody who looks like they're in a palace there. And certainly when we talk about John the Baptist or even Jesus, neither one of them really fits the caricature of anybody who would be in a palace, you know, wearing fine linens. You know, John the Baptist is kind of this rugged figure with locusts and wild honey for his food and just kind of in the desert, kind of a real radical. And Jesus himself wasn't a royal kind of person in terms of uh, he didn't fit the expectations of what a dignitary would have in his days. He didn't have the fine linens or anything like that. But yet what both these two men bring, uh, Jesus and John the Baptist, is that sense that we are seeing 
this joy being brought into our world that wasn't there before. John the Baptist was preparing the way by calling people's attention to go into the desert and make ready the way. And then Jesus, of course, is the one who does bring the joy by bringing about these miracles that we see as signs that God has entered into our midst, that he is walking with us and that he is among us. And that's really what it is that we celebrate, and that's why we rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice in the Lord. Yes. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> it is wonderful. And Don, we are coming to the end of our time on our podcast. Mm -hmm. So we will bid everybody a rejoiceful Gaudete Sunday, a day of joy. And we'll try to be back next. We missed the last two weeks. Shame on us. Um, but We're visiting royalty, what can we say? That's right. <laughs> but uh, we will be back next week as well on your Sunday Reader for the fourth week of Advent. Join us then, and have a good week. God bless. <laughs>